I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to get right into it. The top challenges affecting the physical therapy profession in 2024. It's going to affect you, your job, your practice, your business. Let's get into it. I'm going to share my screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see my notes as I kind of type away. Again, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, then you're just going to be listening and not catching the, uh, the screen share here. So let's get into it. Let me share my screen here. And I have a Google Doc. I'm going to fill this up and I'm going to go over the biggest challenges, the biggest issues. And I almost wanted to call this issues, the biggest issues in the physical therapy profession, the physical therapy world. But let's keep it a little positive. Let's call it challenges and not issues. So here we go here. Let me zoom in on my screen a little bit. There we go. All right. So biggest challenges. Number one, in no particular order, payment reimbursement, recruiting, hiring, staffing, then retaining top talent, retaining staff, which you could arguably include compensation, but that'll be kind of in the mix there. And then growth, growth of your practice, growth of your business. Let's get in right now. So I'm sharing a, a little Google Doc with a simple table, a simple table. Two columns on the left side, challenges. On the right side, potential solutions. All right, so payment reimbursement. We know that health insurance is plateaued, in some cases declining with inflation. It's basically declining and it's not going to increase anytime soon, unfortunately. It's crazy. Um, There's people that aren't going to be able to eventually afford out of pocket. Maybe we can talk about it now. Maybe it'll be another episode. But right now, 2024, if you need to cover your overhead and you want to be competitive with compensation and attracting and retaining top talent, you might have to do some tweaks or some look somewhere else for payment reimbursement. It's not going to come from the insurance reimbursement insurance companies. So that's where you're seeing more and more practices do um, cash PT or private pay options, private pay services. Let me unbold this. Private pay services out of pocket. These things like I've said on the on the show before. So this would be, let me just, I'll write this all out. So things like shockwave, laser, uh, we use a device called StimPod, but we kind of include it in our treatment. Shockwave, laser, StimPod, dry needling, which we cannot do in the state of New York, as I'm in New York City, but it's done in you know Florida and New Jersey and other states. Some of these things may or may not be have a CPT code or be billable. And so I've seen other practices charge for these things. They could be those Normatec compression boots, the compression uh, leg sleeves, red light therapy, shout out to Eric Broadworth, red light therapy. What else? Like the saunas and things like that, like kind of like the saunas and like wellness offerings. These are things that I believe physical therapy can and practices out there, especially brick and mortar, can and will be able to, if you're not already offering some of these things after you get some of these folks in the door, you can use, let me put this here. You could, you can use the in-network route. Like you could use in-network insurances as basically like lead magnets to get patients in the door into your world. You get them results. 
you, your staff, your therapist, get them results. And then, you know, just offering other services like, oh, your insurance doesn't cover your ability to return to sport after ACL. Like it, they get cut off, right? So some people that have an ACL surgery and depending on their insurance, they might only have like 20 visits per calendar year. So then they, you could offer them private pay services. You could cross sell or upsell, even though this has a very negative connotation in many instances, you could cross sell or upsell to these cash pay services and these other offerings and wellness, as well as performance, performance training, sports performance, et cetera. So you can use the in-network insurance reimbursement contracts and what you have set up with those payers to get some people evaluated. Maybe they do their own thing. Maybe they pay you. Here's an example. So I, I've paid Michael Avilet. He's a physical therapist and I pay him to do my remote programming. So he builds a plan based on my goals, based on the equipment that I have. He builds a digital workout plan for me to work out. And based on my goals, I can just go in, I go into my garage to work out. And I just know, like, here's what to do. Here's the exercises. Here's how many reps or sets that I'm going to enter in that I actually did and completed. Here's the flow of my workouts. I don't even have to think about it. It's just built for me. Not everyone's going to pay for that, but there's some folks that will pay for those types of things. And it's using your brain, your therapist brains, their experience, their knowledge, their expertise. And it could just be an out-of-pocket Thing. So it could be something where they use their in-network insurance for a for an evaluation and you bill three or four or five or whatever units for an evaluation, some hands-on treatment, home exercise programming, et cetera. Maybe they do a few in-network visits with your practice. Maybe they do some of the remote programming at home. Maybe you say instead of a home exercise program, we have this digital remote programming. So you pay a, you know, you could charge whatever, 500 bucks, a thousand, 2000, depending on how long, then maybe they come back in your practice in your brick and mortar, like a month or two later, or three months later for a reevaluation through their insurance. And you kind of review their home exercise program, the remote programming, any manual therapy that they might need, any modalities that they might need. Then maybe you pause the plan of care, maybe discharge the plan of care, whatever. Then you say, Hey, you are interested in this, 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 or sports performance, sports training, et cetera, return to sport, return to the soccer field, return to the basketball court, whatever it might be, return to the baseball field, off-season workouts, off-season weight training, strength and conditioning, et cetera, now moving into the winter before spring sports. Those types of things, I believe, is what could be a potential solution for plateaued or declining payment reimbursement. Let's move to the next thing, recruiting, hiring, and staffing. Here's what I've been using. So we've been using Indeed ads, We've been using LinkedIn ads. There are what the APTA's job board, like those types of job boards, Sturdy McKee, PT Match. I don't get anything from it, but ptmatch.io, basically a, a boutique, like a matchmaking service. It's really awesome. We've interviewed a few therapists already, and it's really a smooth process. What we found is like Sturdy has helped me as my as my partner, business coach, and uh, and my colleague. He's helped me increase the friction, put more hurdles and more steps in the recruiting process to kind of filter out and, and weed out folks that are just kind of like therapists that are just applying to 10 or 12 different jobs, or they just go on Indeed and they just like click apply to like a ton of jobs. And then they don't even like submit the simple answers to the simple questions, like the filtering questions and the qualifying questions. So PT Match is something that we've been using recently. Super interesting. And he and his team do a little bit of... um Filtering out, they speak with candidates up front. They, you know, phone calls, Zoom calls, et cetera, uh, before they even introduce you to you or me, the practice owner, which is pretty cool. And then those candidates, 
the candidates that are, in my experience, that are like the, you know, A-level top tier therapists, candidates, they appreciate a process with filtering and hurdles with more friction. We're putting more friction in the recruiting and hiring process. And it weeds out folks that are just like, maybe just not the top tier candidates that we're looking for. And they're just applying to like a dozen or so jobs. And they're just doing the prey and spray model. And they're just looking for like any type of job out there. And they're typically what we found is they're not the best fit. The folks that are the best fit, they've already like gone on our website. They've looked at our Google reviews. They are candidates who will go on our website and they'll like mention like, oh, this resonated with me. I like this. I like this, how you said this. Those types of candidates, they've already done a little bit of work on their own. And then they mention like some of those insights to us. And then they typically are like the better types of candidates versus the ones that are interested. They reach out, they're interested that we schedule a call or two. Maybe they don't call us for the intro call. I have the candidates call me in terms of recruiting and hiring. I have the, for the intro call, I have them call me at a specific date and time that we schedule. And we sometimes have candidates like that don't call us. They were interested. They apply, they got the resume. They may or may not have come from one of the matchmaking services or from Indeed or LinkedIn ads or whatever. And then they might not even call us. And like right there, it's like, if there was no major emergency, like then it probably wasn't that important to you. And it wasn't something that you put in your calendar and you set a timer or an alarm or whatever and a notification. So you made that call, all that type of stuff. So there are great candidates out there. I know a lot of practice owners are talking about how challenging it is with recruiting and hiring. Hospitals can kind of pay more and they can you know, oftentimes offer a little bit uh, uh, higher salaries. So recruiting, hiring, staffing, that's what's working for us right now. And then of course, you know, like word of mouth, asking your current therapist, you know, who they went to school with, who they previously worked with elsewhere or met on rotations or whatever. So word of mouth, you know, asking your therapist for referrals, which for other therapist candidates asking for referrals is a great idea and is typically no cost, typically free. That leads into the next thing, keeping and retaining top staff. Number three, again, in in no particular order, we talked about payment reimbursement, health insurance payment reimbursement. We talked about recruiting and hiring and staffing. Number three, keeping those great staff members and team members and compensation. You know, solution here. Well, uh, let's see, most or many, we'll say many, many therapists that are W-2, they like uh, they like the consistent paycheck, right? Every two weeks, they like to be, they like to know what they're, what they're going to be making. They like the consistent paycheck. And so like, what are some other options here? So maybe, you know, additional, additional performance pay, additional performance pay and bonuses around marketing. So bringing on and marketing could be bringing on new patients and new referral sources. The new referral sources could be physicians. They could be gyms, they could be boutique gym owners and and members of a gym nearby. They could be members of a Pilates or yoga studio, et cetera. How can they be compensated on referring new business to you as well as you could like above here, we talked about recruiting, word of mouth, asking your therapist for word of mouth referrals. I will typically, depending on the therapist and the quality of the, the referral and all that, I've paid my therapist in the range of like 500 bucks to a thousand bucks if they refer us a therapist that starts with us, and then I think on a um, on an independent contractor 1099 basis, once they complete, once the new therapist completes 10 visits with our practice doing the one hour home visits in New York City. So 
to therapist A refers therapist B. Once therapist B completes 10 visits with our practice, then we've already made an agreement over email, over text message. Then I memorialize it in an email to my therapist and say, hey, you know, I say, thank you, therapist A, for referring us therapist B. Once therapist B completes 10 visits with our practice, then we're going to send you a thank you, a thank you referral of whatever amount that we agreed upon. So typically like in the range of 500 bucks to a thousand bucks, it just depends on, you know, how aggressive you want to be and how, you know, how, what dollar amount will get the attention of your staff and team. And I understand that there's some practice owners out there that would, would ask their team members, their therapists for referrals of their colleagues who they went to school with, et cetera. And just, they assume that they'll just do it for free. And I'm sure there are many practice owners and there's many therapists across the country that will just do that for free just, you know, like out of goodwill and they want to be surrounded by, you know, top therapists and, and great colleagues and all that. And that's fine. I've tried that over the years and I did get some referrals from some of my past therapists just completely for free. No cost to me other than like asking for it. Nowadays, you know, more and more therapists, they have a little bit more urgency and interest in making a little bit extra money. And so in terms of recruiting, hiring, retaining staff and compensation, these are some ways that I've used, you know, some additional money to be a referral, you know, dollar amount to incentivize these therapists to actually to take it a little bit more seriously. If there's no dollar amount in there, there's therapists across the country that'll still take it seriously and refer their colleagues to whichever practice that they're working at. I understand. And, you know, you can make the argument that like, there shouldn't be a dollar amount here because it should just be about goodwill. And then there's a other argument that like, once there is a dollar amount attached to it, and maybe maybe the therapist take it a little bit more seriously and will maybe send a, a few extra emails or text messages or LinkedIn messages or whatever to previous therapists that they worked with, that they had met on clinical rotations, that they went to school with, et cetera, right? So who knows? All right, fourth big challenge or fourth biggest issue in the physical therapy world and the physical therapy industry in 2024 now is growth. So if you add these three things together, you got the payment side, you got the staffing and keeping of the staffing. I mean, if you don't have staff, and you don't have new patients coming in, it's hard to grow, right? So with growth, you, you know, first of all, obviously, you need great staff, you need great staff, and new patients, right? You need great staff and new patients. If you don't have that, it's really hard to grow. So when there's the pressure of new patients, and you know, you need great staff, new patients, uh, and then there's payment. So let's say great staff, great staff, new patients, and payment. So when you have these three forces, then that's where there can be challenges with growth because of the flattening of reimbursement and you know denials and all the authorization issues and all the other insurance headaches. It results in lower margin per visit. It results in lower margins or tighter margins. And if you have lower margins, then it's hard to be competitive on the compensation and the, and the keeping of staff. And Therefore, you'll be less, if you have lower margins, you have lower profit margins. So you have less discretionary income to invest in the recruiting, the hiring, the staffing, the new patient marketing and all that. So you can see how this is challenging versus other practices like ours where we're, you know, we're out of network and private pay. And I know it's a different model. And we're in a city where there's a lot more people that have discretionary income that can pay for a 60 minute home visit. Even people in New York City, they could be very well off or they could just be not well off. And there's folks that just, they can't wrap their head around paying out of pocket if we don't take their insurance. Or if someone calls us up and uh, they have, let, let's say, um, you know, Humana, like we don't take Humana at all. We don't take any Humana. 
um, Humana usually, or Oscar, uh, Oscar Healthcare, those two usually do not have out-of-network insurance benefits. And so if they wanted to work with us, it would be on an out-of-pocket basis. And there's plenty of people that will just move on and, and they don't work with us because they want to use their Oscar healthcare, which is fine, or they want to use their Humana, which is fine. They want to use those benefits that they pay for. And I totally understand. But this makes growth a little bit more challenging. Now, I want to circle back up here to payment reimbursement. Another option you can do, and this will be a whole other episode, you could cut or you could cut out low paying in-network contracts. Uh, I didn't mention that earlier. By going out of network, I would suggest you work with someone like Sturdy McKee or Jamie Schreier or some other physical therapy business coach that has gone through it, that they they coach practice owners across the country. They help them one-on-one or in a group setting or on a monthly basis, whatever, to actually like review your numbers, make sure this makes sense. You can't just like do it on the fly. I would definitely consider a coach or a mentor doing that, uh, paying for that. Um, that's a whole other conversation. So with that being said, Again, we said payment reimbursement, recruiting, staffing, and retaining staff is the biggest challenges. I would say that marketing, arguably, you could say growth, whether growth and marketing or marketing and growth, marketing leads to growth. I would say with marketing, more and more people are understanding what we do as physical therapists, whether it's brick and mortar, whether it's home therapy, therapists that work in gyms, CrossFit, you know, like Jeff Moore's Onward Health, all that, like like there's more consumers now understanding what physical therapists can do and how we're different than chiropractors or personal trainers or you know sports med physicians or whatever. I would say marketing is a little bit less of a challenge or less of an issue for us as an institution or as a industry in 2024. But in growth, we're talking about growth of the actual your actual practice in your business, and you know you got to have great staff, new patients, and a you know a payment model that actually you know allows you to potentially have 20% profit margins instead of eight. You know, you want to focus on 20% profit margins, not 8% profit margins. And a lot of practice owners are close to that 8, 9, 10, 11% profit margin, especially if they're in network, regardless of which state across the country. And if you can mix in some of these private pay services out of network or cash pay services, et cetera, on the back end, and some of these can be one off services, like you pay like a la carte. And then there's other practice owners that I've seen that have like a membership model for this. Like they pay, you know, like they have their patients or clients, they offer it as a, a monthly membership, either while they're going through their plan of care, through their insurance visits, or after the plan of care as a way to kind of segue them to continued health and wellness. But now the insurance is no longer paying and they're paying out of pocket. So that's it for now. Subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show already. If you haven't, if you're interested in a succession plan or a exit strategy, if you're looking to sell some or all of your practice, if you're looking to Take some money off the table. Reach out to us, comment below, uh, or reach out to us privately. Uh, You can email me or call below the number or email should be after this, uh, or go to fieldmakergroup.com. We'll catch you next time here. And wishing you the very, very best in your practice in 2024. Let's help more people. Let's impact more lives. Let's spread what we do. And let's get after it, folks. Subscribe to the Dave Kittle Show if you have not already. We'll catch you next time here on the show. Bye now. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or 
You can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.